Welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and each week on this podcast, I talk to some of the most fascinating people on the planet in all areas of life, from mindset to fitness to spirituality, and of course, business. Look, I believe you deserve success in all the areas of your life, not only business. But before we get into today's show, you may want to join us on our next Work Hard, Play Hard experience. This year, we're going to be going to Mykonos and Marrakesh. In these experiences, I have hand-selected a group of high-performing business people who are seeking more balance, connection, and they want to celebrate their wins as a reward for the hard work that they put in. If you want someone to curate once-in-a-lifetime experiences and force you to play more, rush over to workhardplayhardexperience.com. Fill out an application so we can jump on a discovery call to see if this is a good fit for you. And remember, excuses are over. It's time to live. But okay, I've got to make a life for myself completely alone. That's never scared me. It's it's, it's kind of fuel. It, it really excites me. I think, gosh, wow, you. I, I I'm, I'm probably more scared of complacency and more scared of of just not fulfilling my 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 dreams, my potential. When you're looking at Italy from the outside and dreaming of it, you just you really want to understand. You're going there for the people and their lifestyle. You don't want to live in a bubble. You want to understand. You want to be a part of the life. What I do know how to do is make something that that gives me goosebumps. And if it gives me goosebumps, all I can do is send it out into the world and hope that there are people out there who sort of on the same frequency as me. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard show. Today on the show is Kylie Flavel. Who is Kylie Flavel? The best way I can explain her is to give you a quick backstory. So every Sunday, my wife Kim and I watch as many shows about Italy as we can possibly fit in between mimosas. And sometimes it's Italian movies, and sometimes it's just watching YouTubers who are living in Italy. And a few years ago, we came across a YouTuber named Kylie Flavel, who moved to Italy as a young single girl from Australia. And each week, she creates what can only be described as a cinematic feature film. She shoots it, edits it, and acts in each episode. So whether you are interested in moving to Italy, appreciate high-quality film production, or just need an escape at this time in your life for a moment each week, please trust me and go watch her work. I was fortunate enough to get an introduction to her and catch her while she was filming her latest episode from Tuscany. I am completely taken by who this woman is and what she is able to create from thin air. In this interview, I asked her about what living in Italy is like and how she's creating one of the hottest YouTube channels on the planet. So please enjoy this wide ranging conversation with Kylie Flavel. (laughs) 
Kylie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for having me. Of course. You know, I am super excited to have you on the show here for so many reasons, but mostly for your passion for living life as beautifully as you do. You you represent to me the truest form of what an artist is. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is to talk about how you've tapped into your soul and you've created this, I don't know how else to put it, but cult following of people with massive engagement. And to me, you represent what, and I'll put this in air quotes, what an influencer should really be. So, you know, with that long preamble, thank you for taking the time to do this. Oh, that's so very, very kind of you. Uh, I I think uh, you, you make me sound more impressive and, and more highly followed than I am. I think, yeah, like like you said, I, I have very a very loyal uh, and very engaged community, but I'm really small. I mean, I'm really I I don't have that many followers. I, it's taken me a long time, and it's and I'm still not what many would term as any kind of a success on on YouTube. But uh, but in terms of the quality of the community, yeah, that's definitely really high, and I and I feel very um. Yeah, very connected to the people I I make content for. So awesome. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dig into that um, in a bit more detail as we go down the road here. But I think a a good jumping off place would be to take you back to growing up in Australia in the nineties. Could you paint a picture of what your family life and environment was like back then, and perhaps uh, talk about if there were any seeds from that experience that has informed the kind of work that you're doing today? Sure, sure. Uh, Well, I have a mother and father who are both dreamers. And uh, I was just on uh, on the way, (laughs) just here uh, in in, in the car trip, the the sun was setting over Tuscany and my boyfriend and I were listening to your podcast and you and your wife have some great conversations about dreaming. And uh, it's very much aligned with how I was raised and, and, and what I sort of tend to uh, advise people when they when they write to me uh, is that you you have to have that that mix of of being a pragmatic dreamer of of really getting things done uh, but then really letting your imagination go wild and and I think uh, that's something that my parents really just sort of taught me uh, in the way that they lived uh, they're they were both sort of adventurers both sailors and uh, they actually met because uh, my father, wanted to sail off around the world and he uh had he built this yacht and he put an ad in the paper and my mother had a boyfriend at the time and she's and the boyfriend saw this ad and he said oh my gosh we have to go down and pretend let's pretend that you're he's put an ad in the paper for crew and let's just pretend that you're interested in being the the cook, uh, because I just want to have an excuse to check out this beautiful boat. And my mother said, oh, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely not. I'm not interested at all. I don't even like boats. I, I really prefer to spend my weekend in a different way. And the boyfriend said, no, please, can you do this for me? Anyway, they get to the marina. They walk down. My father is standing on the bow of this boat. He sees my mother, falls madly in love. And then once, once they've pretended and done this whole little scene where my mother's pretending to be interested in being crew, she gets home and she says to the boyfriend, I think I'm going to do it. And he said, what do you mean? You were just pretending. She says, no, no, no. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to actually tell him I'm serious in, uh, in, uh, in taking this position and sailing around the world with a complete stranger. Now, my father had already got a whole bunch of other crew. And, uh, and my mother was, was being hired uh, just to be a cook. But she lied to my father and said that she could cook just just so that she could uh, uh, get this job. And uh, and on the time on the day that on the day that he she he said, look, let's just have a test before we set sail, before we embark on this grand journey around the world. Why don't you cook for me? So she went to this restaurant and got all of this incredible food, set it all up for him, and pretended that she had cooked it herself. And then uh, and my father said, wow, amazing. Then they set set sail off the coast of Australia, and there's not a lot of land so you're just sort of you can't really go down below and and, and make food uh but then when they hit the first island she said i've got to tell you something i actually don't know how to cook and he said i've got to tell you something i'm in love with you so i don't care and i'm going to kick off the rest of the crew at the next port and let's do this trip around the world sailing around the world just you and me and that's how they met and fell in love and so you know when you come from two people like that i mean <laughs> it's uh it, they, they really sort of give you this feeling that okay you know, even when it sounds it just totally impossible or, or even just illogical, you know, it's not, obviously everyone's taught these days, oh, and you can do anything, you can be anything you want, you can live any way you want. But a lot of the time, uh, common sense comes in and, uh, and my parents, they're two people who work very hard, but they're also people who are not afraid to, to live uh, in, in, in quite an adventurous fashion. It's interesting. You know, I think the word is amorous, if I got that right. There are people who are in love with the idea of love. I think they refer to them as amorous. And mm -hmm. you are you are one of those people to me looking in from the outside. You have such a passion for love. I, I wanna, we're going to get into that in a second, but I want to talk a little bit more about some of those younger years. You're your passion for travel started pretty young, and now I'm starting to piece together why. Um, but, at, but at 17, you, uh, you won a, a language scholarship where you ultimately wound up moving to uh, Japan for a time. And yes. you know, many 17-year-olds would be really scared to do that. If I could you know, place you back on that day that you left Australia for Japan, do you remember what was going through your mind when you got on that airplane? Yeah, I I I love airplanes. I feel like it's the sort of physical manifestation of of what we all sort of tell ourselves uh, figuratively that we want to be catapulted ahead and upwards into the air, right? And so I I I know it sounds cheesy, but I really I love takeoff because it feels to me like an actual an actual moment where everything's come together and you're quite literally being catapulted up into the mm. into the stratosphere. And so I it's strange. I don't know why, but I've 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 moved country a couple of well, quite a few times actually, and always and, and most mostly in foreign speaking countries. And I've arrived at the airport completely alone. And I don't know I mean, I, in other ways, I'm not really a very courageous person. But in terms of arriving in a country alone, uh, and 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 the, the and considering the that okay, I've got to make a life for myself completely alone. That that's never that's never scared me. It's 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 kind of fuel. It, it really excites me. I think, gosh, wow, you. I, I I'm I'm probably more scared of complacency and more scared of of just uh, not fulfilling my 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 dreams, my potential. 
You know, it's interesting because most um, most younger women, and I, and I don't mean to generalize, but it's just sort of like what I've seen. Most women who are in their you know seventeen to twenty five years, they're 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 looking for a boy, right? They're they want to get married, they want to have children, they they're, they have an eye on that, but it doesn't seem that that was a primary focus for you. You know, you've spent time living in Barcelona and London and Germany and of all places, Monte Carlo, you know, that's a, that's a, that's an unusual one. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but your, uh, your love for Italy has prevailed. What do you mostly, and I know there's a thousand reasons that you love Italy, but what do you mostly attribute this longtime love affair with Italy to? Well, I, I've, I've said this before, but, um, I, I think for me as a filmmaker and as just a romantic uh, in the in the broader definition of the word, I I find it's the place where I can live cinematically. And 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 it might some some people could hear that and think, gosh, it's pretentious. But but really think about it. You know, when we watch a really feel-good film and and that that cynic, that voice that comes in and says, No, no, but that's that's just a film. Well, I I don't. I don't have that. And, or I think that there are places in the world or, or lifestyles that you can cultivate where you kind of dampen that, that cynic, where you actually say, no, this feels like a film and, and damn it, it's my life. <laughs> and, um, and that I, I find that initially, I don't know, I, I suppose probably it's a culmination of, of the fact that it isn't a modern country. So it's very easy to imagine yourself in a, in a in a Disney scene or a a, a beautiful uh, scene from a, from a from classic cinema of the of the 1950s and 60s uh and and that's there's drama there's drama here and 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 I mean that in a in the most beautiful sense that there is just all these little moments in my day and and I thought that it would wear off I, I really I really did I thought gosh okay maybe it's because I was just you know when I was young and and I don't know I, I or it's the first time you you go from being a tourist to actually being someone who, who you say oh, Italy is my home of course like for a year maybe two years that that is a novelty but really it's it's been we're just over a decade since I moved to Italy and and Rob I still I, I honestly, sincerely feel this every day. I, I feel this sort of <laughs> jolt of, of of awe, and I don't know. Maybe that's also just just a part of my character as well. I get very easily excitable, <laughs> but I do think that that Italy has has really served up the, some of the most beautiful experiences and and the experiences that feel closest to to my most my 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 most favorite uh, films. And I and I I tend to. I live a lot in a, I see, see the world in, in that sort of, through that cinematic lens. Yeah, for sure. And your ability to convey that on screen is just remarkable, um, which again, we're going to talk about in a sec. Are there any particular misconceptions or misunderstanding that uh, you've seen people have when it comes to living in Italy? In other words, you know, it's all La Dolce Vita, but when you're there, there are some things that, you know, the bureaucracy is maddening. Are there are there any mis misconceptions or misunderstandings do you think about uh, living in Italy that you think it's important for people who are considering something like that to know about? I, I would say that uh, to really assimilate socially, it takes a long time and you have to really be an observer. And I know that as a passionate Italophile and as someone who's sort of 
dreamed of Italy from afar, from an office cubicle in Australia. I I thought I knew Italy. I thought I understood Italy. And certainly that the feelings I had, the conception I had of Italy wasn't false because as I just said before, you know, it, it, it really is as beautiful as one imagines. But in terms of understanding the culture and integrating socially, I think that takes a long time and um, and it's perhaps only that it's, I suppose with any with any expat, it, it, you really uh, you get there and you think you've got to a point where you're like, oh yes, I understand uh, the mentality of this of this country, but it can it can really take a long time to understand all the subtleties and people, of course, are welcoming. That's it's not about being invited to uh, a party or a, or a gathering or, or someone being interested in in hearing your story and getting to know you. Everyone, of course, is welcoming, but in terms of really getting to that uh, point where you're having deep, meaningful relationships. I, I think that takes a longer time because when you think about it, Italians have uh, these social groups that, for, for those who have stayed in Italy, for obviously there are many Italians who have gone off to, to live abroad, but for those who have stayed, generally they've got very long-term friendship groups. So it's not so easy to, you can you can definitely be their friend, be their acquaintance, but to really break in and form those deeper, meaningful relationships, um, it can take a bit longer because just because they have got that that long history. And sometimes with a lot of families, it's like their their parents have been friends, their grandparents have been friends, and they always holiday in the same place. Whereas I think for for us as a myself as, a, as an Australian or for you as an American, you I'm sure. I mean, just listening to a podcast of hearing how you, you and your wife have. Have, have moved around and and you know there, I have a lot of friends who have literally never left the city that they were born in because there is such pride and there is such a, a sense of history and where you're born. Whereas for an Australian uh, or a, you know, I, I imagine for many Americans, it's um, it, it's a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. It's easy for people now to look at the kind of. Uh, films that you create and and to look at your lifestyle and think, you know, it's always been easy. It's been a, it's been a walk in the park for her. Um, but they would be wrong. You've been a struggling broke artist living in, uh, an apartment in Rome with no electricity. And, but on the flip side of that, simultaneously experiencing some of the world's most magnificent scenes. Can you share some of the darker times and what that was like for you? And, what worked best to get you through them? Certainly. Uh, I'll give you two examples. So one was, I mean, when I originally had the the, the plan of thinking, right, I'm going to, that's it. I, I can't, um, I can't handle not being not living in Italy anymore, and it's this kind of uh, this this wonderful euphoric desperation that you feel when you when you have that clarity of vision and you think, yes, okay, this is a place I want to actually call home. And then, so I obviously set about uh, thinking, how am I going to orchestrate this? And and I I was really living for a, quite a while as that just that that hardcore telephile dreaming of it and i and i consumed so much that i i found that there was a bit of a gap in the market like i was just i was tired of those very sort of cliched scripted tv shows uh that were showing italy but they weren't they weren't really having deeper conversations with the people they were showing places which i i think is 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 not so good because it's, it's sort of encouraging tourism on mass rather than saying 
let's understand a country if you're planning on even visiting it as a tourist. So anyway, I, I thought to myself, I want to create a TV show where there, there are actual real conversations with the locals and not just, oh, we're going to have this nonna who's going to teach us gnocchi. No, like, let's talk about how they live. Like, let's learn, from, like, because I, I, it's not, not just uh, to be culturally sensitive, but also because I think for many people, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree, is when you're looking at Italy from the outside and dreaming of it, you just, you really want to understand you're going there for the people and their lifestyle. You don't want to live in a bubble. You want to understand, you want to be a part of the life. So I wanted to create a TV show like that. And I spent, um, I, I went back to Australia after uh, a, a trip that really I was just convinced me that I should move there. And and I, and I spent a year uh, creating or pitching to create this TV show uh, that I wanted to make and I wanted to host and I wanted to produce and people thought I was crazy. And when I finally got to the stage where I, I found a production company in Rome that said yes to me, and we had all these interviews and, and videos and tests and everything, and they said, okay, it's on. We're going to make the pilot. You know, pack your bags, get the ticket. It, this is the date. So I quit my job and, and broke up with my boyfriend at the time. And I had set the date. And, and then they called at the last minute and, and said, I'm sorry, we've just had a change of heart. Uh, we just don't think it's going to work. And you have no experience. You've never been a presenter before. It's just, uh, or, or we've just, it's too big a gamble. And we're so sorry, uh, but, but thank you anyway. But we really don't think you should come. <laughs> and, uh, and you can imagine, like when you're in, at the stage of uh, planning a dream and you get to the stage where you, you do have a date, it's it's very difficult to have a, a bit of a shock like that, and 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 one can easily translate it as a sign or as as just okay. This is this is a roadblock that is actually telling me this isn't going to work, or I've got to change tack. And I don't think that's always the case. I mean, obviously, I was crushed, and it's also kind of a bit embarrassing. You know, you sort of feel a bit of shame because you're thinking, ah, oh, I I I I I'd almost worked this out. Of, of how to you know how to how to launch a project or something and then if you get a knockback when you've got so high and you've you've created so much momentum it can it can really knock you down but uh i don't i i, I didn't sort of see it like that i i i <laughs> i decided to go anyway and i didn't think to myself okay yeah they're right i don't have experience yeah they're right nobody probably wants to hear uh, how it's really like to live in Italy. They probably just want to see a show on the top five restaurants, top five beaches, and that's it. I, I think if you if you truly just have that 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 certainty and that that confidence in in, in what it is you're pursuing, um, then you can kind of be a bit stubborn and say, no, you know this this is not a reflection of my value or the value of my idea. It's just going to be on a different timeline than I imagine. And I find that for me, that's the I can have certainty in my ideas and in myself uh, and in my ability to, to, to just never give up and, and, and be resilient and work hard. But, but I can't control on what timeline uh, a dream is going to actually be realized. And I think if, if, well, at least for me, this works is that if I release my grip a bit on, okay, this has to happen by this age or by this date, um, then you can be a bit more open to perhaps something that, you, 
is even better than you'd imagined. So when that that production comes, sorry, this is turning into a long story. You will you have you're welcome to to cut me off if you. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is actually what I'm looking for because what you're what you're describing, very often people will just give up and they'll say, well, this this wasn't meant to be. But what yeah. you're what you're what you're sharing, I think, with all of us is that when you're passionate about something, that this may not be the opportunity in this moment, but something greater is on its way. Yeah. And I and I, I think that whenever we have a dream, be that a dream of perhaps you want you want to meet the love of your life, or you want to live in a certain city, or you want to have that profession that's your passion, whatever that dream might be, uh, we all have this feeling, this entitled feeling like I'm so ready. I've never been more ready. I, 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 this now is the moment when I, this should be happening for me. And, and I know that feeling intimately. And it's, of course, that's what generates a lot of uh, momentum for us. But I think it's also good to realize that maybe things are going to go in a slightly different path and it's only going to add to our dream. It's only going to add to uh, the, the path that we take. So for example, I thought I'd, I'd done so much research. I mean, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So I had researched everything humanly possible for TV shows uh, on, on travel and, and, and food and lifestyle in Italy. And I had, and I had pitched to, uh, I don't know, about 120 different production companies around the world. And I thought I was so ready because I'd put in the work, but that doesn't, it doesn't I don't think if we, if we sort of take the, the ego out of it, right. And if you just actually, and what I needed to, to understand was, yes, I'm ready. Yes. I, uh, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to sacrifice everything for this, for this dream to make it happen. But that doesn't mean that I might just be taking a slightly different path uh, that will add to the dream in ways I couldn't have imagined myself. And so, for example, it meant that I went over uh, to Italy. I arrived there by myself and, and didn't have that project that I had thought I would be doing from day one. Uh, but then it meant that for a year, I I just went crazy. I threw myself into this country because I didn't have that project that I was working on. I was open to meeting so many people all over Italy. I mean, I got invited onto, someone invited me onto a boat one day for lunch and then we ended up sailing across to Greece and then we came back and I met all these other people and they said, we're going up to this thing in, in the north of Italy. Do you want to come? And, and we just met five minutes ago and, and all of that led to all of these different experiences where I truly got to understand Italians and the way of life uh, in a way that I that I didn't before. And therefore, when I finally got around to making that TV show because that production company ended up, I, I just hassled them. And a year later, I said, it's me again. Hi, I'm here. And guess what? Now I actually speak better Italian. Uh, I've, made all, I've made contacts in every single region in Italy. And for every single episode, I've got a different uh, friend, family, ex-boyfriend, whatever. And, and I'm going to make I'm going to make every episode about the humans in this in this in this TV show, uh, not about just a place, but about the human interactions. And so then I made a 13-part uh, TV series that sold to Na National Geographic and Discovery, and it was so much better. But you know, if I'd asked the the Kylie of uh, who was there 
in in and excuse me in 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 Australia when I got that call and they basically rejected me. If I'd asked her, she would have said, "Oh no, I'm so ready. I've I put in so much work. I need to make this TV show now." But it was so much better for me to wait a year because. I had then just such a uh, well, a much deeper knowledge of the culture, and um, and it turned into a much better show. Was this uh, was this before the television show with Patrick Drake or after? No, no, no. That that was that was that uh, television show. That was and that also, show. Yeah, and then also, I mean, they were originally the production company wanted to pair me with this super cheesy guy who I had no real connection with, but I thought, okay, I guess it's my first time producing a TV show. So I just have to take, you know, beggars can't be choosers and I'll just take whoever, whoever they, they choose for me. And uh, I ended up meeting Patrick who uh, turned out to be just a lifelong friend. I mean, we actually fell in love while making the show. And so little things like that just lead you to believe that sometimes we don't always know what's best for us. We can't know, even though, even if you're one of these people as, as I am, who is constantly just uh, tr- trying to, to, to analyze uh, how I'm, what I'm being triggered by and how I'm, uh, how I'm basing all my decisions and how to you know, know yourself better. I mean, I think that most of, probably most of the people who listen to your podcast are people who are, are interested in, in self-development and, and, um, and evolution, no? Uh, yeah. but, uh, but even then I, I think it's, it's hard for people like that who are, have a really can do attitude to stop and say, maybe it's not that you're wrong. It's not that your dream is wrong, but maybe it could be just slightly different or you could arrive there in a different way, or you could arrive there on a different timeline. And that, that helps me a lot. Uh, that's help, really helps me deal with, uh, rejection or just unexpected roadblocks, which will inevitably come up as, as I'm sure, you know. No? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, if somebody were to watch one of your films, and obviously we're going to link everything up here in the show notes so that they can see what I'm so excited about. But if somebody were to watch your YouTube show, they would assume that, you know, there's a hundred people behind the scenes that are creating this and they, they would be wrong. It's all you. And it's done week after week with zero reduction in quality. In fact, the quality gets better every week. On just a high level, you don't have to get really granular here, but just a high level. How in the world do you go from nothing to a full-length feature film in seven days? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm speaking to you now and I didn't go to bed last night. So that's um, because I wanted to have, be available for this podcast. And usually I'm editing on a Friday night. So I said, like, no, I've got to be able to speak to Rob. And so I am. Um, yeah. Lo- I mean, thank but- you. It, it sounds no. Well, I I, I really um I, I love what you're about, and 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 thank you for saying such really kind things about my work. It it's it's really hard, and and I, I I don't I don't think I have that that side of things all worked out. I mean, if you ask me if I'm deliriously happy and if I'm living my my dream life, the answer is absolutely yes. But but I I still have a lot to learn in terms of time management because. I'm, I produce what I produce every seven days and it's what I used to, what I used to produce for TV networks. And I'm my own worst enemy because of course, no one's asking me to produce the the quality that I was producing for television, for YouTube. But I don't know. I, I, Rob, I just, I get, (laughs) I get so um, excited when I know that I have the potential 
like how something could be, I can't leave it alone. I can't say, my mother says to me, oh, just, you know, just, just, why can't you ever just do 80% or just, just 85%? And I say, because as soon as, as, soon as you know, as soon as you have the knowledge that you could, uh, it could be this beautiful, or I think I hear this wonderful musical score and I think, ah, oh, but if I did have a, a beautiful drone shot at first light, imagine how amazing that would be. And then, and then I, I have a conversation with myself. Could you get up at, at 5 a.m. Kali and shoot that from the top of a hill? Yes, you could. So um, I, I, I feel like I, um, I don't manage my, my sleep uh, well. And I, and I know that uh, whereas back in the day, you know, when, when um, uh, Tim Ferriss was, was first came on the scene and it was kind of very popular to be like, ah, just, you know, uh, whatever, uh, go, go for it. And, and sleep is not necessarily so important. It's almost, uh, admirable to show how much energy you have and how you can just be that, that person who has that endurance. But, uh, I'm trying to, to sleep more, but right now, uh, in the last year, I've skipped one night of sleep every single week, uh, just to produce what I'm doing alone. And, uh, I don't, I think the layer that's become complicated for me now is, um, you know, a few, a couple, few years ago, I think I, uh, I, I really started going much more into, uh, uh, every now and then putting something out on mental health because I was getting really intimate letters and emails from people. And I don't know why I think maybe because I, I'm drawn to vulnerability. I, I really love, that's what I, that's why I moved away from television actually, because I wanted to be more intimate and more vulnerable and speak about things and speak about things, the lows as well as the highs. And, uh, and that uh, just opened up this wondrous connection with, with people around the world who write very, very intimate things to me. I mean, when they're suicidal, when they're uh, letters from someone who's saying, I've got my children, I'm about to try and escape from my husband, thanks to your video, because I realized that I want more out of my life. And and then someone who's a child who's in, you know, at school in a toilet cubicle hiding and saying, I'm being bullied, but I'm just watching your videos over and over. And when you are, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, already very sensitive by nature, but I hear, I read these stories and I, um, and that almost becomes like this, this re responsibility because you think, yeah, sure. It's just, it's just a, a, a video or a 30 minute episode or showing, showing travel and, and food and whatever. But, but if it can transport someone away from a really grim reality or, or just, or just help them see that maybe they could one day get out of a situation that is causing them a lot of pain, uh, <laughs> who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to skip a night of sleep just to do that? No, like who wouldn't, I, I just can't think of any greater incentive to, to, to stay up until 4am editing something because, and, and it's not to say, it's, it's not to say that every, everyone's like that, but I don't know, there's just so many, the more I learn about the people who are watching my work, the, the more connected I feel and then the greater responsibility I feel because so many, there's so much private pain out there. And it's funny because I've, I've sort of tried to cultivate a community of people who appreciate beauty in, the, in, in detail, beauty and in, in just little mundane details in your day. And, and consequently, they're, they're people who are very, very honest with me about the, their fears and their dreams. And, and therefore, I, yeah, I, for me, it's not just a, 
is not just a vlog. I want to transport them. I want them to press play and everything around them to be suspended. And, and just for 30 minutes of their week, they can feel that whatever is, is, is causing them grief is just on pause for a moment. No. That's exactly what, well, that's exactly what you've accomplished. And I could see it, you know, watching, watching your videos now, I guess through, uh, how, how long have you been on YouTube? A couple of years. Yeah. Uh, four or five years, I think. Yeah. 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 Just watching, yeah. watching that evolution happen has been incredible. You know, I'm taking a, um, a class with, uh, David Mamet, the writer. And, you know, one of the things that he was talking about in creating a film made me think of you because he, he talked about, you know, when you're, when you're creating a movie, you know, let's just say that, you know, ultimately there's going to be, you know, grandma died and there's going to be a, a, a reading of the will that you have to get to Buffalo. And, you know, everything in the story is going to be from like, you know, you're in, you're in Florida and you got to get to Buffalo, New York and everything along the way. So it's, it's this journey that you go on, that you're, that you're hooked into the journey. And when I watch your videos now, I am finding myself transfixed on a chicken coop. I could, I could care less about a chicken coop in my life, but I am enthralled and I have to know where you're putting the fireplace. Where's the window going to go? Like I can't, you know, and, and my wife and I are having conversations. No, she should put it here. Why, why doesn't she not see? I am fascinated. Your ability to suck me in, draw me in into your world. I think is is uh, you are one of the best out there at doing that, and I truly believe that. Where does that come from? How are you so good at that? Well, I, I think thank thank you very much, Rob. But we should preface this by saying, look, it, in, according to a lot of people, they would say that uh, I'm not succeeding because uh if you look at the traditional influencer they have a million followers and and i have well just almost almost 200,000 but that's that's really really small and and in in the greater scheme of in this industry right so and for a long time i was getting nothing like nothing just just a thousand views or something and i was doing the same work that i had been putting in for to, to sell a TV show. And I had TV networks actually saying, we'll pay you, we'll pay you uh, thousands of dollars for, for this work. And I, I didn't know why. I mean, sometimes I just look back and I think, why, why did I not give up? But, but yeah, it just, it took, it's been a long time and, and it's, and I, so, so yeah, basically I'm just trying to sort of counter those lovely compliments that you said by explaining that, look, I mean, many people would say I've, I've not, I'm not I'm not succeeding or I'm not an expert of of how to make it work on YouTube but I I what I am what I do know how to do is make something that that gives me goosebumps and if it gives me goosebumps all I can do is send it out into the world and hope that there are people out there who sort of on the same frequency as me and and uh, and I just because you know there are some there are some things there are some musical uh sort of tracks or there is just some ways the light hits something and you think this is not just me this is this is something elemental this is something human that I just know it's not going to resonate with everyone but the people it does resonate with are going to be my people and they're and so I just sort of try to to, to follow that and and 
as I said, it's not, uh, it's not the, I certainly don't have the, the secret to uh, a fast track to getting a, a, growing a big audience on YouTube. But re- recently, the more and more I do it, the more I think, oh, I don't, don't know whether I really even would ever want that because what I have now is a really intimate community and, and, and it gives me a lot of purpose and oh even hearing myself say that I think oh gosh how that's so it's so trite but but it's it's really the truth well you know that that comes across because if you if you think about it you know you have you've chosen to monetize through patreon and monetize is the only word i know to use so if that's the wrong word i apologize but you've chosen to use patreon but you could have gone down many different roads you could have gone down the road of making a course to teach people how to how to create uh, the kind of films that you do. There's there's so many ways that you could have go down. Why did you choose Patreon as opposed to something like creating a course uh, to help people uh, create work like yours? This is the thing. I think that I'm always thinking long term, right? And and I and I when I'm speaking to people who, who write to me and say, "Oh, I'm just I'm sort of in, I've got this embryonic idea of a dream and I I know I want to make it happen but I don't know how and and I just think that as you know I'm I'm, I'm sure uh, even even better th- than I do it's uh it's so important to to really crystallize exactly what you want and really question is this truly what I want or is it just have I just seen I've got inspired by one video or one film and and also you know one holiday um, but I, I think that in any in anything, or even particularly with people's um, profession, it, it's just so important to sort of really ask yourself, what what am I going to still care deeply about when I'm sleep deprived and I've been doing it for five years and had no monetary sort of <laughs> um, reward for it? Uh, because that's a really that's a, I mean, that's, that can be a reality. And, but also it's a really good way to sort of test the, you know, the, the commitment to your, to your dream or just whether that dream is right for you. It's not about sort of saying, oh, well, are you willing to, to sacrifice a lot? Of course we all think we are, but what I think for me gives me the, like I, I had a lot of TV networks saying, oh, we'd love you to make it something initially. And then they sent to me what they wanted and it was so scripted. And I thought, I could easily do this and it certainly would pay the bills, which was a real <laughs> desperate uh, need at that point because I was always, always late to paying my rent and always just, uh, I mean, really down to coins. Uh, not not just like, oh, I've got a little bit in my bank account, like actually counting out coins for to see what I could eat that week. And, but I thought, um, you know, sure, in the short term, I make a TV show, but then I just, I create this brand that's false. I create this brand that, how long can you keep doing that? How long can you keep doing something really scripted and not have it wear, you know, wear you down? And because I just, uh, I think that if you, if you want to have it endure and have it be and, and find that work-life balance, find that, that real, that deep contentment that we all kind of want to feel at least on a daily basis, um, then you've got to be doing something that you can do over the long term, and and so even making a course, like I've had a lot of people ask me for um, you know for for filmmaking courses, but that would be that would be that would be a, a, a successful route to go down. But I don't know where, whether it would speak to my soul. You know, uh, I don't know 
and 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 sure you could say oh well that's isn't that a bit indulgent Kylie like just you have to have everything that that speaks to your soul well you do if you're looking at it for more than a year like if you're trying to make a lifestyle or a profession or a relationship that is going to to endure long term then i i think it has to be something that you say i could be doing this or i could be with this person or i could be you know still striving at this even uh, when the rewards are, are taking like four or five years to, to to come to me, and and so that for me is was a decision I made. I just thought I, I haven't had any. I don't have don't haven't had a single sponsor on any of my videos, and I've made over a hundred of them. But I just thought this is a slightly uh, slower way to go about things. But in the long term, well, I'm at this point that I'm at now. I can say it's absolutely paid off because. If someone just discovers me today and they go in and look deep into the archive of my work, my my voice is always my own. And it's not some sponsors and it's not some TV networks and it's not me trying to fit to the market. And I think, you know, as you know, if you're trying to shoehorn yourself into the market of what you think is trending on YouTube or trending just in your industry, you'll you can do it for two years, but you can't do it for 10 years. And that for me is what's important. Amen. That was well said. It makes me think of, you know, these uh, sort of influences that are dancing around on TikTok, you know, pointing to different things. And, you know, um, it, it it seems so silly when I when I see that world's and I see your worlds and I say, oh my God, this is, this is a girl who is living her dream. This is a girl who cares about everything. When I, when I watched your episode about your thank you uh, Christmassy cards that you sent back to your Patreon community and what they sent you. I mean, you can't help but crying as you're going through it. And, you know, just the level of love that you have for them and the gifts that you created for them and what they gave you back was just, just mesmerizing. What, what was your thoughts on that experience? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. I mean, there are so many kind people out there and it's that's what I mean. I mean, I would. Do you think I would be in tears if I were dealing with a TV executive, or even <laughs> no. if they were? And no. and and I had someone. Uh, they contacted me at the very start of COVID, and they said it was a production company in in uh, in New York, and they said we love what you do. We think this is a time now where obviously a lot of production companies can't be making content, so we'd like to pitch you to Netflix to all these people. And I just thought about it and I thought about this beautiful, soulful, heartfelt community. And I just thought, I don't know, this is, I have to really be aware of like how much this community is, is, is energizing me creatively, you know, because if you're just doing something that you're contractually required to do, they're not required. Like what I love about it, what gets me so excited about humanity is I the Patreon, the whole concept was suggested by my community. I didn't want to do it because I thought, oh, I can't possibly ask people to donate to my to my art. I mean, how that, how would that, why would they do that? And they said to me, no, 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 please start it because we want we want you to just not be anxious about how you're going to pay for groceries, and we want you to just focus on making films because that's what we want, and 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 we would be the ones that would help you make that happen, and um, and then. It's just like this feedback loop of kindness and gratitude because they feel super grateful that I'm putting out content for free every week. 
And, and I feel so grateful that they're carving out a bit of time in their week to watch my work and to, to respond like with really long, detailed response, emotional responses. And, and, um, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very fulfilling. And, um, and I, and I, and I wanted to, that's why I wanted to handwrite. Well, now over sort of 700, 800, uh, handwritten letters. And, but uh, as always, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's uh, I'm not good at managing all my, my time because you, you, I hear these, I read this story and I just think, oh, this person, this person deserves to have a really lengthy letter written to them. And then you hear the next one and there's so many people out there and so many different worlds. And, and that is one of the, the beautiful things is like, I, I hate the world of social media. I think so much of it is just, oh, it's so, it's, it's so horrible and cheap and nasty. And, but, but this this experience that I've had with this this community and and their willingness to be vulnerable with me, a stranger, like I don't, I don't, I can't even quite believe it. But um, mm. but it certainly it certainly shows you that no, no, there are little little corners of the internet where people are very very kind and polite and and just grateful and and so yeah, that that Patreon community. You know, someone got someone write to me and he's like, Carly, um, I deliver pizza for a living and I barely make ends meet and to like put food on the table for my for my family. But I want to send you two dollars a month because you are the best part of my week. And 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 you just and you just sort of think, oh, well, I would write to him and say, No, please don't, don't worry. But it's for a lot of people too, it's just that it's also like I suppose a sense of belonging. I I want to sort of create just a place where people feel safe and they they think they can feel like it's a place where maybe people won't be shouting at each other or you leave a comment and and you know, 42 different people attack you. Uh, I want to create a community like that. And you know, there are lots of there are haters who come after me uh, every now and then, but for the most part, this community is 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 really just good people. Yeah, it's really incredible. Do you watch other travel shows on Netflix? And if you do, which one do you like? Not so much. I I, I watch a lot of films. I I love films so much. But uh, yeah, I I mean I mean Anthony Bourdain was amazing when when he was uh, alive and and making really. I mean he was making really wonderful work. If you, I mean I I did a did some documentaries in in Iran which I put on my my channel and and uh, you know he was he was truly interested in that 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 human side of a country which i which i i, I admired and 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 yeah i certainly certainly consumed a lot of his his work when he was alive you know a buddy of mine um has a show on netflix it's called somebody feed phil and he's using anthony bourdain's uh, production crew uh, 0.0 productions. Uh, he, he wrote a television show called everybody loves Raymond's and he's got a travel show on now. And I think, I, I think you would enjoy it. It's a very different kind of show. It's nothing like yours, but it, it explores the human side of the world. So I think you'd, you'd love that. I wanted to ask you in watching your videos, there's a, there's a new gentleman that has appeared in the last few videos and his name is Guido. Where yes. did <laughs> How did Guido enter your life? One day we we turn on the TV and we see a guy named Guido. Where did Guido come from? <laughs> um, yes. Well, actually, it's um, it's interesting. 
it was an, it's an interesting sort of topic and I, I'd be keen to hear what you what your thoughts are on sharing uh, parts of your relationship uh, because it's always a decision that you want to sort of think <laughs> about carefully and I, I've had uh, very meaningful like serious relationships and but I've I haven't put them on on my YouTube and you can sort of see sometimes but I haven't formed like I haven't sort of opened up that side of my life because I I'm, I'm at the end of the day I'm a I'm an introvert and I although I'm comfortable sharing what I'm passionate about there's um I'm not always comfortable with sharing totally private details and I and I sometimes I attract really really horrible <laughs> haters who who can really just sort of send you things that that feel like a punch in the in the stomach and and it leaves you feeling down for for days and so I was kind of quite reticent about um sharing my relationship yeah then I I realized that there were just so many people writing to me saying that they were feeling alone and feeling like they they said look I'm I've, I'd given up on on the hope of finding love or I'd given up on the hope of a healthy relationship and then uh yeah, you've you've given me some hope, and so I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I need to then share just pieces of my relationship so that uh, for those people, for those romantics who want to, you know, have a, a little. Uh, not that it's um, not that I. It's a perfect relationship, but it's it's certainly one that's very supportive and loving. And and sometimes I thought, well, you know, there are some people out there who really who want evidence of that. Uh, especially in these times when people feel quite lonely. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a it's a welcome addition, and I think the interaction between the two of you guys um, is incredible. And you know, look, we're we're living in a world of transparency right now, and everybody you know in some ways seems to know about every everything about everybody's life, or at least they think they do. But when you're willing to share the um, the vulnerability at the level that you do personally, I think I think that's one of the most endearing qualities. And your ability to do that now with a new relationship, um, I think, is is incredible. It's causing all of us, and I and I put myself in this community to to believe in passion and to believe in hope and to believe that you can work together to accomplish things. So, you know, I'll go back to the chicken coop example. Just uh, the two of you guys working on that damn chicken coop has gotten me so excited and I can't wait, you know, to see it. So I, I love the idea that it's there, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, like for us too, um, because a lot of the things we do, uh, you know, with my wife and I are public, it's finding that balance between what you want to share and what you don't want to share. And people tend to fill in the gaps for what they think is, you know, because we show people the high, the highlight reel of our life. They don't, they don't see, you know, all the shit, all the difficult stuff. They just see the stuff that you want them to see. So sh sharing those parts of your life um, is, is tricky, but I'm, I'm curious to know um, because you're, you're used to being on camera, but Guido is not. Um, <laughs> and, and yet he, I can see, I can see in his eyes that there's in the beginning, there was a bit first, you know, first couple of episodes, there was a bit of like him looking at you, like, what do you, like, what do you want me to say? Stare, you know, pointing that camera in my face. But now as time is going on, he's becoming a bit of a natural, how does that feel for you, you know, watching that unfold? 
as 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 you know, I think it's it's an art to make people feel comfortable, right? And I he's someone who he doesn't have social media. He doesn't read any of the comments. Like you think of most people these days, I mean, we can't help ourselves. Like if you put something out into the world and and you're the main subject of that that piece of content, you know, most most humans want to just see, oh, what does the world think of me? And he truly doesn't doesn't care. He said, he says to me, um, I, I only care about what you think of me. That's that's all that's important. And um, and it's and it's really true because he does he doesn't have social media. He's quite old fashioned. I mean, he's a really he's like the old school Italian, you know, mentality. And and um, and I love that about him uh, because it's uh, it's really refreshing. Uh, but but he and the thing is, he's he's seen and particularly like he, I'll get these letters and I just. I mean, tears. And then he was in tears the other day because this this man wrote to me who was uh, 90 years old and he's just saying, I'm at this, I want to have a last uh, deep rapport, like sort of uh, interaction with someone uh, through these letters with you before I leave this world. And, and Guido was just sobbing and because it's, you know, so so he, I think he's he's realizing that not all social media is evil <laughs> yeah. or, or, or superficial. And, um, and I think, as I said before, like for the most part, there, there are some really horrible things. And I know, you know, you must, I wonder how you feel about your daughter and, <laughs> and, and the going into this, this world, which is all about just oh, sort of exhibiting everything about yourself and trying to show off and get others approval and, and validate yourself. And, uh, and, I, yeah, it sort of scares me sometimes, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm just trying to manage it. But I'd be keen to hear how you and your wife deal with it because it's um, it, how do you know when to draw the line between something that you want to share because vulnerability is 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 useful and helpful, comforting to people, and and when you just think no, that's just for us. Well, I I used to dance around things that I wanted to say, and I would try and appease everybody. And I realize that you can't. And you, uh, for me, you are much better. One is much better off, I think, in being totally themselves, warts and all. And whatever ramifications you get from it, um, you get. And uh, there are times when uh, I delete comments where I don't want uh, anybody to comment on anything because I just don't care. I don't want to see it. And it um, to tell you that it, you know, it doesn't bother me would be a lie. It does. But the irony is the more that I have spoken my mind about um, things that, uh, and I mean this collectively as a couple, the more that we have been honest with um, in our podcasts about, you know, the struggles that we're going through, the, the less the negative comments have been. For example, when we talked about we're going to be moving to Italy in uh, in fourteen months, and you know when we when we've talked about it in the past, we have danced around you know about some of the reasons why, and a lot of the comments were things like you know if you don't like America so much, then you should leave, and it wasn't it wasn't until we started to get really honest and say when we're living in a country where the capital is being stormed and riots are happening every day and shootings are happening in schools and I'm terrified for my daughter's life. And I wanna to go to a place where that doesn't exist at the level that it exists. What happens is you're being real and you're being honest and they 
respond accordingly. And it, it, it's like when you walk the line, it's where you get the negative stuff. But when you go right down that sort of like honest, honest, honest road, it seems to be less polarizing, even though it would seem like it would be more polarizing. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yes, completely. I, 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 I agree with you. But I, and I think also it's like what I was saying before with um, it's less exhausting to be just yourself, right? <laughs> um, when you have to censor yourself, it kind of becomes like a job. Whereas when you can just document what's in your heart and just say, I'm sharing this with you because this is what my wife and I, this is what, what we what we want, um, then it just this comes naturally. But the, the only thing I, I find is that, and I, and I, I listened to just, um, you know, you guys speaking and, and I recognize that same uh, enthusiasm. And I, I found for me, like the haters that I attract, uh, oftentimes they, sometimes if, if you are so <laughs> excitable or, or you just have a, a positive attitude, I think a lot of people can find that a bit triggering, or if they just come across one piece of your work, they can think, oh, this is fake. This person is trying to sell something or they're just, they're faking it. And, and that's where I've, it's been a long road for me to have now, I think the haters have backed off because, you know, I've made so many videos, like over a hundred. And so they can see that, uh, well, this is, no, this is a really genuine part of me. I, I really genuinely get excited about life. But then, um, you know, there, there are some people out there who, who can just see that if you are, if you are someone who's looking on the, on the bright side or saying like, right, okay, this is, uh, we're going to manifest what I, what I, what I want. Um, it can, it, yeah, it can, it can be a bit, bit challenging for some people because they can just see that that's, is that some sort of elitism? Are you saying that, my life is inferior because you want these things. And of course, it's not, that's not the case at all. I mean, but uh, it, it is a, it is a hard thing to, to manage because I, I get, I get very affected by the haters and I've had, I've had death threats and um, because people just didn't believe that I was, yeah, when I was, uh, I was doing a, some, a lot of humanitarian stuff, ironically, the humanitarian stuff is crazy. It always gets the most, uh, I get really horrible, horrible people responding, and and uh, and it's 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 sad, but um, but fortunately now, I've, I've worked up an archive of work so that I think that if people say, well, it's not just a, this is not just something, and that's again like you were saying before, the reason to not put sponsors, not having sponsors, is because I want to be, I want to say to people, look, I'm not, I'm not selling you anything, I'm just asking for your time. And, um, and everything I'm saying in here is heartfelt, but it can take some people a while to believe that, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it, it, you know, here, here's an interesting thing, Kylie, when you start to get comments that follow a certain pattern over and over again, you start to realize that you are pushing people's buttons because there's something that's inside of them that they're feeling that there's a deficit somewhere where there's a mirror that's being brought up in uh, into their life that you're holding a candle up and they're seeing their reflection. Yeah. And it's it's difficult. 
it's difficult because when you're when you're living, you know, like the 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 comments we get, you know, are things like, "Oh, it must be nice that you guys can, you know, be, you know, living living your your dream in Southern California, and now it must be nice that you can just, you know, pack up and you know move to uh, to Tuscany, and you know, uh, some people have to work and. Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. it would be like, no, you can have whatever you want too. You just got to dream it and create it and take action. But then I realized that it became so obvious what was going on that they just didn't believe in themselves. They didn't believe that they can do it. They didn't know how. And it's easier to knock you down than it is to actually take an accountability in their own life. And you start to see it in the way that like when my six-year-old is throwing a tantrum, I'm like, okay, honey, I, I'm not taking it personally. I understand what the problem is and it has nothing to do with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But it is, it's sometimes, sometimes it is, I think it's a, it, 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 constantly you have to sort of work on how to metabolize just complete strangers hurling sort of hatred into your into your day uh, because you, you tell yourself intellectually this doesn't matter and you either just delete them or you don't read them or whatever but then you know it's it's uh, it can really if you're trying to create which uh, which you guys are which I am uh, it's it's it can become hard because you sometimes you can then anticipate you think oh people are going to say this people are going to say that and and uh, and yeah for, for me that's it, it it is difficult because I you know, these, these people can be quite, quite scary because they go, they're really, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't yet have the answer of, of, of how to, how to deal with them other than what you said, just to try to sort of go to the, go to compassion and think, oh, there, there's some pain that I've accidentally sort of triggered here. And, uh, and, and yes, I, I, I am really lucky. And then, and, uh, and I, this, this person, must be uh, just, I, I've set off something in them that has made them feel horrible. Oh yeah, it's just a trigger. You know, and the other thing too, is if you if you look at a percentage of it, like what percentage of 100% would you say falls into the category that we're discussing? Oh yes, nothing, nothing at all. It's just not even, it's not even 1%, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't, yeah, it, ironic, and, isn't it ironic that that whole thing can screw, screw with your head that much? Yeah, it, it is. It is. And it's something that I'm, yeah, I, I try to work on and I ask myself, what, where, where does it, where does it come from? And, and obviously it, try to abandon that, that idea that you won't be misunderstood. I think as soon as you put something out into the world, you, of course you'll be misunderstood, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think then when you, that, that's the thing when you, when you are understood by someone, uh, it's just the, the most glorious feeling in the world. You feel such connection, you know? Yeah, well, listen. The, to, the 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 body of your work, the totality of your work, is gonna is going to endure long after you're gone, and that's what matters to me. So, okay, as we as we wrap up, I'm going to ask you um, a few more questions that are going to fall into the. This is this is these are weird questions. Why is he asking me this? So just roll with it, okay? Sure, sure. What's on your nightstand? <laughs> Headphones, so that I don't keep Guido awake when I come to bed at 4 a.m. and then listen to a podcast. I listen to a podcast to chill down, to decompress after, so between <laughs> between the hours of three and four, so headphones. What do people often get wrong about you? People who don't know me can think sometimes, oh, no, this girl is like, she can't be that 
sort of, uh, I don't know, Disney, you know, that, that excitable and that happy about like a muffin or a, a leaf or whatever, all these little things. But yeah, I, I, I just, I really am that, that, um, kind of cheesy. <laughs> no, 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 nobody is dancing around Tuscany, making a cherry pie like this on Tuesday. I just, I can't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. What uh, what new behavior or habit has most improved your life? Oh gosh, uh, that's a good one. I'm trying to go to bed earlier. Gu- mm-hmm. Guido's very—he just—he just sleeps like a log. He doesn't. That's. I guess that's the benefit of not being on social media, huh? He just goes to bed. So I am trying to go to bed earlier. I'm reading reading why we sleep, or or, or uh, and it's um yeah, it's convincing me. By uh, by Matt. Uh... I don't even know if I've got the title right yet, but it's, it's actually it's no. It's just why we, it's why we sleep. I had him. I had him on the show. I'm I'm embarrassed, but I'll I'll link it up. He's, it's a it's a great book. What would what would one of your friends say is one of your superpowers? Just my ability to uh, have boundless energy. I think I a lot of friends or even family just say, "What are you doing?" Um, yeah, baking. I don't know, baking whatever croissants from scratch or whatever at at, at midnight, and uh, yeah, I uh, that's something that feels sometimes like a superpower. But I think it's probably more my sweet tooth and and how greedy I am. I just I love food, and I uh, so I think you know it's it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. It's like how can she be bothered to I don't know make that from scratch at midnight? It's because I go to bed and I'm still thinking about food. Got it. What do people never ask you, but you wish they did? I, I, I don't know, you know, generally, I mean, I have to say, I'm getting so many questions these days, like so many, so many questions that there's every, everything under the sun that you can imagine they're, they're asking. So, uh, but, but is uh, there anything, is there anything that they keep, in other words, people will ask me about podcasting, right? And they'll ask me, what kind of microphone do you use? And they ask me about the tech, but that's not really, that's not really the question that they should be asking me. What they should be asking me is, how can I create a podcast on a subject matter that I'm passionate about? Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, you know, the, the people are always asking me, like, how did you, how did you find your passion? How did you find what you have clearly so much energy and and are happy to to throw yourself into, you know, for like. But uh, I think that's the the wrong question. I think they, we all, you can't really find that from someone else because it's so intimate like i think you have to you have to just really do some good time with yourself and understanding what what's for you and so i get that question a lot like how did you find your passion but uh it's it's so personal and i think we can't we can't really outsource that can we so no no i love that that's a great answer what uh just three more questions what book have you reread uh the most the Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blyton. <laughs> it's like it's like this fairy tale. I mean, I just I you know, I, I I read a lot of fairy tales when I was a child. I was a big reader, and uh, and in in many ways, I haven't really evolved from that point because I uh, I I still I still definitely believe in, in in the magic, but it's just it's now just transferred to uh, creating impact on in society and and doing something I love. And before it was like, okay, how could I climb a tree and see a magical world on top? But you know, it's the metaphors is the same, isn't it? So yeah, for sure. Um, but aside, aside from that, sorry, also just for a practical sense, I mean, tribe of mentors is amazing just because it has such a cross section of different people who are not all necessarily famous, but are definitely people with 
fascinating insights. And so I think Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris or Collated by Timothy Ferris is amazing because you can really dip into it. So it's a great one to have if you think, oh, I don't have time to read or I just, I can only read a fragment before bed, but that's good because you really can just dip in and out of totally different people in different sectors of, of, uh, of the workforce. That's a great book. And he's also a great guy, by the way. Um, just a, a random note. My wife uh, was friends with his uh, one of his ex-girlfriends um, and she knew that I was a fan of his work. So she got him to call me on my birthday to wish me a happy birthday. Oh, amazing. That's yeah, incredible. He's, yeah, he's a really, really cool guy. Okay, we're going to change things up a little bit for the last question. And that is, what one question would you like to ask me? Uh, this is super personal. I don't know if I can ask this, no, but I, I just, I've, I've just been listening as I said for the last hour to you and your wife speak. And uh, how did you know that your wife was the one and that, that this was uh, a person you want to sort of make a life with and do this whole adventure with? It's a great question. I, nobody's ever asked me that one. That's great. And here's how I would answer that. You know, I believe that contrast creates clarity. And I had so many relationships prior to her that didn't work and I was unhappy with that when I saw her, it, I felt something inside, you know, all of the butterflies that people talk about when they fall in love. But more than that, it was, it was a bit more, yes, it was love, but there was a strong practical side that came with it. And I'll explain what I mean. Our interests, our compatibility was so high that if, you know, if I had two weeks off from work and I said, you know, what would you love to do? Her answers would be very, very similar to what I would love to do. So our interests were so aligned, you know, our desire to travel the world, our desire to do podcasts, our desire to raise a child, our desire to live in Italy. We are... 85 for a solid 85, almost 90% in the compatibility world, so strong that we both enjoy the same thing. And when you really get down to it in a relationship, you spend a you spend a lot of time with each other, or at least a lot of the good ones do anyway. And if you're not liking to do what that person wants to do, in other words, you know, I have friends who, you know, their husband wants to watch sports all day long. Like that's their thing. And it, they feel like, you know, they're abandoned or um, another one wants to be in the country and the other one really likes city life. Another one wants to travel and the other one doesn't want to travel. One likes to go out to eat and the other one doesn't like to go out to eat. When you don't have compatibility, it's a recipe for disaster. But when you have compatibility and you wake up and you're both so excited to do the same things together. Not exactly, but you get the idea. Similar, similar things together. That's where the magic is for me. And so, you know, this little adventure that we're about to embark on of moving to Italy, we're both all in on. This podcast that we're doing, we're both all in on. So we're both incredibly passionate about the things that we're doing. Now we have our own, you know, separate interests. Like I, I, part of the podcast I do uh, interviews myself. That's not her thing. That's why I'm, you know, I'm doing this interview with you. And there are other businesses that she runs that I have no desire to be a part of. But for the most part, about 85%, I would say we are in very much alignment with wanting to do similar things. So for me, 
that is worth spending the rest of my life with because I have somebody that I get to do these things with. Yeah, completely. And I think for even for people who maybe they're just all focused on that, that the startup or their, their professional dream, but who you have around you is, is super important. And as you said, it's that who are you going to share it with? Uh, and if, if that's yourself and you want that independent life, that's wonderful. But a lot of the time people just are treading water with someone just because they're, they don't see a future with them, but that can, that person you're treading water with can still affect your, your project and your dream and, and, and just bring you down. No. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Kylie, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I know you squeeze this in. You've got a deadline that you're on to uh, to get this this film out there for all of us to see. So thank you for for doing that. And I know you had a race back uh, in the car to be able to to make this. So thank you again. Do you have any final um, words, suggestions, or an ask for the people that are listening? Don't don't have any shame in uh, not you personally because clearly you don't you don't need this advice you 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 it's so it's so wonderful to hear uh you speak about your plan and the way you feel about Italy and everything that you're doing uh for your family it's it's really wonderful and and as I said before I mean sometimes people can say oh I it's just too audacious that kind of mentality or it's it's reckless or or maybe it's just uh it, it, you know it only happens in the movies and I firmly disagree. It, it, that's, that's not at all. It, 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 you know, of course it's not going to be easy, but people can get discouraged by thinking, oh no, look, there's the evidence. It's too hard. Look, those people had that, that obstacle or, or this legally that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a nightmare trying to try to move to, to Italy or something like that. But it's not the case. I mean, it's, it really, you can have these, these, these magical moments that, that uh, other people think, oh no, that only that only happens in a film, and and it, it can be uh, it can be your reality. And and I I kind of try to to, to give people hope that um, and and show them by showing them the the, the lows as well. If you go and look on, um, I, I did a, a this little fictional piece on my on my channel called um, A Love Parallel, and uh, you know I made it when I was living in Rome, and and I showed behind the scenes of making that. And I was the director. I had like 25 different locations and seven actors and blah, blah, blah. And I did everything alone. And I got so low, so low. I mean, at one point I, I just recorded, I was just sobbing. And I, and I, the reason I recorded that is because I thought, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, uh, it, this is, this is easy. And that if they're not finding it easy, that somehow they're a failure or that, that it's not, they've done something wrong. And so, yeah, I just, I just want to, just want to encourage people to say, yes, the, the magic and the dream and the fairy tale exists. And yes, the low exists too. And, um, but it can all work together if, if, you, uh, if, you're, if you're willing to, to you know, be audacious and, and, and dream that big. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it right there because that was beautiful. Uh, as we say in America, you could drop the mic. That was beautiful. <laughs> Kylie, thank you again. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. 
It's time to live.